scripture lesson for the day is taken from the Gospel of Luke, 14th chapter, reading the 7th through the 14th verses. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited you both, who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in grace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And he said also to one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. May he add his blessings to it. Some years ago, there was an Academy Award winning movie called Babette's Feast. Is based on a book by Isaac Dennison, who also wrote Out of Africa. <clears throat> the author weaves a story about two sisters by the name of Philippa and Martina, two daughters of a Lutheran pastor in Denmark. Now they're raised and their father's a very strict sort of fellow. He doesn't believe in celebrating. He doesn't believe in laughing and jokes. He believes in a strict religion, one that shapes their lives. And he believes and doesn't believe his daughter sort of get married, so they wind up, they're not married, and the father dies. Now after he dies, the two sisters are left alone, but they carry on the tradition that they learned from their father. They still lived a very strict, disciplined life. No joy, no celebrations, no parties, nothing exciting in their lives at all. Then one day, a refugee from Paris arrives at their door, and her name is Babette. And they see who she is, and she asks for shelter, and they reluctantly take her in. Well, after Babette has been there for a while, she decides that she will stay and take care of the sisters and help them as they're getting on up in age. And so she stays with them and she begins to love the village, all the people in the community and all the people in the community have taken after these sisters' father and they all live strict lives, no celebrations, no joy, no smiles. I mean, after all, it was considered to be a sin. And after Babette's been with them a while, she receives news from Paris. One of her friends every year that she's been gone buys a lottery ticket for her, and she wins a lottery, a small fortune. And so she's got her money, and now the sisters are afraid that she's gonna leave them because she has some money. But Babette stays, and she decides she's gonna give a feast 
for the sisters and the whole community. And she invites them all to come to the feast. And she takes her money and she goes out and she buys the best food. And unbeknownst to all of them, she was a renowned chef before she left Paris. And so she prepares the feast and everybody goes and everybody decides where they go. Well, we're just not going to enjoy ourselves. We'll go because she invited us just to be polite. And they got there and they began to eat and they, they began to relax and they began to enjoy themselves and they began to laugh and they began to celebrate. And then after the party was over, the sisters once more thought that Babette was gonna leave them. And she told them, so, well, I can't go now. I've spent all my money for the feast. And so she stayed with them. And you know, sometimes in the church, we're like that. I had a church once that if I told a joke, nobody smiled even. <laughs> One day, I had a visitor in church who didn't know any better and I told a joke and he laughed out loud and everybody turned to see who that was. <laughs> After church, he came up to me and he was apologizing and said, I'm sorry I laughed out loud like that. I said, oh, don't be. I said, that was better than somebody shouting amen. Somebody finally got the joke, you know. When you stop and you read the scriptures, you see that our God is a God of joy, a God of celebration. Go back and read some of the stories. What happened when the woman found her lost coin? She had a party. What happened when that son came home? His father threw a party. Jesus loved a party. Where did he do his first miracle? At a wedding feast. You know, our God is a joyful God. Our religion should be equally joyous and celebratory. Jesus reveals in this story that he tells here, he's eating dinner with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were always watching Jesus, always trying to trap him in some way. And so he's there and he's eating, his, eating a meal with them and he tells the story that we just read out of the scriptures. He tells them, says, when you have a party, don't invite your family and don't invite your friends and don't invite those who can repay you, but invite everybody else who can't who can't Jesus reveals to them that the guest list in the kingdom of heaven is going to be different from their list of guests I read in a book once the author said when we get to heaven there's going to be three surprises for us first surprise is we even got there the second surprise there are going to be a lot of folks there we didn't think would be there. And the third surprise is gonna be a lot of folks not there that we thought would be there. Think about it. The guest list is broad, it's wide. God invites everyone. There's gonna be room for all. And Jesus says that we are to invite all. So when we have communion a little bit, after I get through hopefully in about 10 minutes, we are know that you are invited to the Lord's table. Everyone's invited. We do not have a closed communion.
All that we ask is that you be willing to trust God and accept what God has to offer you. Second, Jesus revealed it to us the generosity of the one who throws the party. The party is for everybody who can't pay. For everyone who can't pay. The subtle theme of the New Testament is God throws a party. Fred Craddock grew up during the Great Depression and he said that their family was so poor, they moved to town where everybody could try to get a job and earn some kind of money. And they kept all their money in a cigar box on the table in the kitchen. And said so that way the mother would have money to pay for the rent, buy the food they need to prepare so they could live. And said so every once in a while on Friday night, his daddy would go and get the money out of the cigar box go into town, buy his wife a box of chocolates and a rose, and said every time she would fuss about it, about him spending money like that, wasting money. And he said he never will forget that his father said, when our lives are defined by what goes in and out of the box, we will then be poor people, and life will have then robbed us of our joy. We're not poor as long as we know God. We're not poor as long as we have friends and family. No matter how much income we have, we are not poor. Remember this. Jesus says to the Pharisees, invite those who you would not normally invite. And the third thing Jesus says is, that our name is on the list. We have an invitation. Have we ever RSVP'd to God? You know, we say, well, I don't deserve to go to Christ's party. And that's just the point. None of us do. We're invited because we don't deserve it. We're invited because there's no way we can do anything that would merit us a seat at the table to come. The only way we're ever going to come to salvation is through what God has already done. Someone asked one time, said, when were you saved? And the answer given was over 2,000 years ago when a man from Galilee was nailed to a cross. God is so generous to us. God has invited all of us to the party, every one of us. And when he invites us, the invitation is for everyone who will come. The story is told about a small boy, his mother, who planned a surprise birthday party for him. He came home, went upstairs. In a little while, his classmates and his teachers came, and they all gathered together downstairs. His mother went up to get him, and he was gone. She went outside, and she called his name. He didn't show. They went ahead and had the party. His friends and teachers, they had a good time. They went home. Came time for supper. The little boy came walking in. And his mother said, where were you? We had a party for you. He said, a party? He said, I thought you were calling me to come because you had a chore for me to do. You know. We miss out on the party because we think God has a chore for us to do. 
when the invitation has just come. Come as you are. Come and don't worry about the consequences. Don't worry about the price because it's been taken care of. All you have to do is come and enjoy the feast. Amen. And amen.